I'm Jacob Weiss. I'm Logan Elrod. And we minored in film. We are back. It's a special episode. <laughs> special, special, special. Um, it feels it feels good to be back. It's a little weird. We're doing this virtually, which is definitely an adjustment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird not seeing Logan's beautiful face across from me in the recording booth. <laughs> but we have our faces on our iPhones. That's even better. We we do. So I don't have I can to see smell them. you. <laughs> if you didn't know, Jacob smells horrible. No, wow, thanks. No, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we've been gone for a little while. I moved to Virginia, so we took a little break, but things are starting to settle down, and we are really looking forward to getting back and talking about some more movies. So um, we are going to start this episode talking about The Green Knight. Yes, the so green the knight. Green... Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is our, our review before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is the Lego movie. So uh, the Green Knight was directed by David Lowry, um, also written by him as well, starring Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Aaron Kellyman, Barry Kogan, Ralph Innocent, Sean Harris, Joel Edgerton, Katie Dickey, and more. Uh, This is about King Arthur's headstrong nephew, who embarks on a daring quest to confront the Green Knight, a mysterious giant who appears at Camelot. Risking his head, he sets off on an epic adventure to prove himself before his family and court. Logan, what are your thoughts on the Green Knight? Yeah, this movie, I was so excited for this movie. Uh, I was Mm -hmm. waiting, like, the whole year to watch it. I was waiting for that summer day. Came back from the beach, all tan and beautiful sat in that theater <laughs> and i was kind of actually disappointed um i knew like I don't know, it's a, it's a tale you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's i don't know i just thought it wouldn't be the pacing wouldn't be as slow as it was it was yeah. so beautiful uh, i think the same cinematographer that worked on um ghost story with david okay. lowry was uh mm-hmm. for this movie the music was beautiful. The acting was absolutely amazing. I think we all knew that was going to happen um, with yeah. Dev Patel. But I, I don't know. The pacing, uh, just like at some points, it was like I was just wanting to do something else. Like like go for a walk. Mm. It's like this two-hour movie, it, it feels grueling at some points. And then I never felt rewarded like – this isn't mm-hmm. a spoiler, but there's kind of like a macho- montage sequence at the end, and that was like the only part where I kind of like was, oh yeah, I'm into it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I pretty much 100% agree with you. I was super excited for this one as well. Um, I had not seen a ghost story, so I wasn't very familiar with David Lowry, but um, I love. Dev Patel and I just the trailer for the movie got me super hyped and of course in the trailer they're going to show you all the cool parts that make it look like it's going to be some like awesome like action-packed fantasy adventure kind of movie and that's just not what it was which I kind of had a feeling it might be that way so I tried to prepare myself for that um but yeah like you said it was just so sluggish at so many parts and I really just yeah I was bored for kind of a lot of it, which was really disappointing to me. But but also, like you said, the production value is just outstanding. Like the cinematography, special effects, acting, all of that was was great. Um, and I love a lot of the fantasy elements they put in there. Like 
just the shots of those like gigantic like humanoid creatures like walking through the mists and stuff like that was like epic but like i wanted more of that Mm -hmm. and less of just all all this like a lot uh, of walking i've never yeah a lot of walking also i've never been a big fan of all this like 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 metaphorical kind of stuff Mm -hmm. in movies where sometimes i just kind of want it to be a little more straightforward and i'm fine with things having hidden meaning but i don't I don't necessarily like it when everything feels like you have to interpret it and they don't really present anything to you straightforward. Um, I'm just not a big fan of that kind of storytelling. Yeah, I knew this movie was going to be kind of like abstract, but from like the trailer's mm-hmm. point of view, I didn't think it would be as much as it was. Um, yeah. Of course, I can't go by trailers, but th- I, I don't know. I was expecting a little more like not necessarily action, but even like um, – the interactions with other characters are like going on this tale. Even that was kind of boring most of the time. Like the conversations, it was like, what? Well, first of all, I know this is a big complaint too. Is like you couldn't mm-hmm. under, I don't, did you saw it in theaters? Yeah, I did. You couldn't understand a word they were saying. Yeah, I, I really was wanting subtitles. Yeah, me the too. Whole time <laughs> I was sitting there. <laughs> I'm not even a subtitles guy, but that was like, I mean, they're mm-hmm. talking in like old English. It's like I have no clue what you just said, and you, I know, and like it was too loud. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was. No, I know it was really hard to make out some people, especially King Arthur. I was like, what is coming out of his mouth right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I it, there's, and I don't know. It just, it wasn't as, I don't know, big and joyful as I thought it would be. I don't know. Yeah, and like I know that this is, I mean, the Green Knight. It's based on an old Arthurian legend, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's adapted material. And I have a certain level of respect for David Lowry for sticking, um, from what I've heard because I haven't read it, but I heard that he stuck pretty well to the source material that he's drawing from, which I respect. But also, I feel like the great thing about adapting something is that you can change it up as necessary to make it work for a movie, because. I mean, storytelling has remained, I mean, greatly similar throughout history, but obviously it has evolved a lot and it changes with every generation to kind of match that generation. So I feel like when you're so closely adapting something that's like centuries old, Mm -hmm. it's not going to necessarily work as well right now. And you've got to, I don't know, maybe just update it a little bit (laughs) for the modern mind. And I do enjoy like movies like this that make me think a little bit like after i walked out of the um movie first i was thinking thank god i can like walk around and not just sit there and have to watch you know all these beautiful shots but those beautiful shots are like the whole movie and there's nothing happening yeah Uh, and but yeah (laughs) i thought about it like what everything meant which is good but it just i don't know i don't hate this movie i think it's a it's a good Uh, movie but i just i don't think i'll ever watch this movie again yeah me too because yeah at the end of the day i don't regret seeing it because of like yeah like you said the cinematography and all that was fantastic but yeah i really was just bored and i can i can't appreciate a lot of about it but also i appreciate being entertained and it just did not do that yeah that was (laughs) the aspect i I was missing (laughs) 
Yeah, I'd probably rate this at around a 6 out of 10 just for how much I appreciate the filmmaking behind it. I think I'm the same way. Yeah, 6 out of 10. Awesome. Look at us agreeing. I think this is the first time we've ever I know, this is a movie it, I would be like, one 10 the same out score. of 10. Maybe I'm getting, I don't know, stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I didn't. I, I can't because you've watched the Lego movie twice yeah. in the last month. <laughs> right? Oh, uh, you've messed me up. Now I like being, enjoy, like being joyous watching movies rather than like <laughs> feeling pain or something. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I forgot what I was going to say. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as always, enjoy your ad break. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> getting into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. We are doing the Lego movie. This movie is about Emmett, an extraordinary Lego minifigure who always follows the rules, is mistakenly identified as the special, 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 an extraordinary being and key to saving the world. He finds himself drafted into a fellowship of strangers who are on a mission to stop Lord Business's plans to conquer the world. And this was written and directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, um, with a story by Lord Miller and Dan and Kevin Hagman, music by Mark Mothersbaugh, edited by David Burroughs and Chris McKay, cinematography by Pablo Plysted, and starring uh, all-star cast here, Chris Pratt, Will Farrell, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Nick Offerman, Allison Bree, Charlie Day, Liam Neeson, Morgan Freeman, Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, Jaden Sand, and more. <laughs> um, literally, like every single person in this movie is incredibly famous. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the budget was somewhere between sixty and sixty-five million dollars, and the box office was four hundred and sixty-eight point one million. So, very successful movie. Um, and it was nominated for best original song at the Academy Awards for Everything Is Awesome, but it was actually completely snubbed in the animation category, and it did not even get a nomination. What year was it again? This was the movie came out in twenty fourteen. Mm. Um, so this was either the 2014 or 2015 Oscars, but I was, it's kind of offensive that this movie didn't even get a nomination (laughs) for best animated feature. Now, granted it was up against some pretty like big titles here. Um, the nominations went to song of the sea, box trolls, princess Kaguya, big hero six and how to train your dragon. Yeah. Those are all better. Um, yeah, well, Song of the Sea, I mean, that one's absolutely beautiful. I love that movie. It deserves a nomination. I didn't see Box Trolls, but it's stop motion, hey. so of course it's going to get nominated. Princess good, Kaguya, um, that's going to get a nomination. But yeah, Big Hero 6 and How to Train, Train Your Dragon 2, I can't complain about those either because I also love both of those movies. Yeah, they're good. But I just feel like the Lego movie was something special. You know, I think that's, that's a very good year of, and it's rough. Like I feel like any other year, it it would have mm-hmm. at least got something. Um, yeah, but yeah. all of those movies I think are f- extremely good and just kind of edge mm-hmm. out the Lego Movie just a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, come on, you got <laughs> Boss Baby got an Oscar nomination, but the Lego Movie can't. Um. That, that's yeah, I didn't know that. That's weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what uh what are your kind of initial thoughts and reactions to the lego movie i always say this but movies that are fun are fun you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know what I i'm saying i do know what you're I'm just, saying <laughs> I'm trying to get back in this recording thing uh but yeah this movie is so much fun uh, I think there's a lot of jokes and like concepts, uh, like with the gum craggle, you know, all of that. It's very, it's creative and it, it just it makes you happy. Um, there's a lot of references that even for like older people will get. Um, mm-hmm. And there was yeah a couple jokes that made me funny or <laughs> made me funny. I'm not <laughs> funny. Made, fun. <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, I wish I wrote them down. Yeah, and uh, there was a lot going on in some scenes. Is like perfect for kids that need to constantly mm-hmm. be, you know, entertained. It hurt my eyes yeah. a lot of times because uh, uh-huh. I have yeah. this ten thousand dollar TV. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just it's great fun, and like the whole time, I'm not like feeling like I hope I wish this was over, or like even checking my phone. Like I'm just entertained throughout the whole movie, and it's just. Mm-hmm. when i'm done with the movie i'm like yeah that was great yeah yeah i really like it it's no paddington it but yeah it's good yeah <laughs> it is no paddington but um yeah i remember when it first came out i thought it was just gonna kind of be like this shameless cash grab trying to like promote the brand of lego and i really was like very very pleasantly surprised that there is actually so much like substance to it and it was really funny and charming and there's a lot of heart in the movie and I think a lot of people were really surprised by that. I think I saw it a few times in the theaters and then I've seen it a lot since then because it really is just such a joyful movie. Um, But I agree, watching it this time, I think it might have slightly knocked down a peg for me. Um, I still love it and I think I have it as probably like an 8 out of 10. But... I think what kind of bothered me this time, like you said, is there was so much sensory overload yeah. in certain parts where I it was just like too much and I was like, What is going on right now? There is like so much like visually but also like the audio and stuff, there there's like so much like yelling and like ah like during yeah. certain parts of the movie where I was like, just like tone it down like half a notch and it will be right in the sweet spot. But for kids, it's, like, great. Like, oh, look at all this stuff going on for, like, us. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, I got to close my eyes. I'm going to have a seizure on my couch. Like, this is way too much. Uh, But, um, yeah, but I love that. And I think that this movie really kind of did get into the spirit of what makes the the Lego, like, toys so much fun. Um, And also, I think... I think that Lego has kind of been the basis of so many young people getting into filmmaking in the first place. Because Lego stop motion was always huge i mean those were some of the first videos that i ever made um i don't know about you did you ever get into lego stop motion as a kid uh yeah i did big time so what uh are there any projects that you remember (laughs) uh i used to like wrestling i would do like wrestling make a ring and do like stop Uh motion because i was making a wrestling at the time too so yeah that's okay (laughs) (laughs) cool cool i know i remember uh embarrassing like a (laughs) <laughs> no man my my best friend as a kid he was um he was really into star wars and stuff too he had way more uh star wars legos than i did and so we would always go over and he'd have these huge like lego star wars scenes set up and i think we would always start 
making these stop motion movies that i don't know that we ever actually finished, finished one yeah. uh but we would start all the time and i remember it's so much fun uh and i remember a little short one that i made when i was a kid where i just had like a door and then um, a minifigure would go in one side and then come out as a different minifigure. And then it ended with it turning into the Lego Jabba the Hutt minifigure. And You're it a broke genius. the door. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It's hilarious. Just making memes before it was popular. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, so um, the Lego group, I guess a little bit about uh, Lego as a company. They're uh, based out of Denmark, and they have been creating the interlocking brick system since 1949. So it's been around for quite a long time. Um, but the modern brick that we know today was patented in 1958, um, which is just a little bit different because before then there were some problems with kind of like the locking system and like the versatility of what you could do with the bricks. Um, but starting in 1958... The bricks have not really changed other than coming out with new ones, but like those old ones still fit in with all the stuff that comes out now. And um, the Lego minifigures actually were not introduced until 1978, which was also a next big step for people that like to make the Lego stop motion movies because before then they didn't have like minifigures to use. They just had to figure out what to do with the other bricks. Um, Before we keep going, like Legos mm -hmm. are expensive. I, I didn't oh, have yeah. many Legos because they're just like, so expensive mm -hmm. i had a few sets um i got into it for a while but on, honestly the biggest thing is is uh i had this neighbor when i was a kid and one day i guess he just decided <clears throat> that he didn't want his legos anymore and he literally brought over trash bags oh my full God. of lego bricks and just gave them to us like that dude for sure probably lost out on like hundreds if not thousands of dollars yeah i would say thousands if it's trash uh, <laughs> bags. yeah because he had some of like the really rare sets mixed in there too like the original like hogwarts castle and like boba fett's like slave one ship and stuff like that like um yeah so he had some rare stuff i ended up selling some of just the minifigures dude for, i would have like, sold that all of that <laughs> uh-huh but uh so i got lucky and had that and i used to make a lot of stuff with those as a kid but yeah um so why don't you i know that you actually just worked on a stop motion film i did um, yeah do you want to talk about that what's 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 the stop motion process like yeah so this was my first like stop motion uh movie as being a I guess a adult uh and we did claymation because I've always been interested in that. Man, it's hard. It, it is, uh, mm -hmm. first of all, with claymation, like designing is rough. But the actual stop motion process, it's it's not necessarily, I mean, it is hard. But it, it's just like, it takes up so much of your time. And yeah. it, was, it was like we spent uh, six sessions that were probably like four to five hours each. And the stop motion mm -hmm. short came out to be like maybe not even two minutes. Yeah. It's just, I know. that's crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. So you say it's probably more tedious than it is like difficult? Yeah. It's all, yeah. It's very tedious. Um, mm -hmm. And it just takes a lot of patience. Uh, but once you like kind of see it all come together, it, it it's rewarding and it's, it's pretty fun too. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah, but so Lego stop motion, that's something that 
the creators of this movie really wanted to lean into a lot is kind of and like pay respect to this stop motion style that Lego had been known for for so long because of these um, kind of fan films that that people would make, uh, which are called brick films is kind of the official term for Lego stop motion. Um, So I guess going a little bit into brick films before we get into the Lego movie itself, um, the very first known brick film was created in 1973 and was called Journey to the Moon. Um, And this was created on Super 8 film by Lars and Henry Cassing for their grandparents' anniversary. And um, people didn't really know about it until 2013 when it surfaced on YouTube. Mm. And before that, it was widely thought that The Magic Portal was the first brick film, and that was shot between 85 and 89. So they kind of go back a while, but around like the 80s and 90s is when it started to become a bit more popular. And... um, Lego actually tried to lean into this filmmaking popularity a little bit, and they released an official set in the 2000s, and it was called the Steven Spielberg Movie Maker set. Um, <laughs> they had reached out to him because I guess Spielberg had um, previously expressed some like interest in kind of like lending his name to some sort of like filmmaking um kind of toy or kit for for kids to use and then lego just happened to be kind of looking to do that at the same time so they partnered up together um it came with a rather poor quality webcam um and it came with some animation software and like a filming set that you like build out of legos and stuff that you could do things with it came with like i think some came with like a dinosaur or something just for like to give people some parts to start with to make some stop motion movies. Um, I think it did okay, but ultimately people, I think, still just kind of continue to use their own um, equipment <laughs> to make some of these these brick films because of the poor quality. Um, but they recently did something similar again. Um, I was back when the Lego movie part two came out a few years ago. I noticed in the store they had some um, some movie maker sets that came out along with that movie. They kind of came with some backdrops and basic pieces and stuff like that to create like a film set and you'd use your phone and like an app download to make the movies with it. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm looking it up now, like trying to see what the prices are. And it's like, mm-hmm. so it was 2000. That was the one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this one's, uh, I mean, actually it's not that expensive, like, Seventy nine dollars. Oh, okay. The yeah, like, that's actually not bad yeah, at all. the pristine ones like two hundred. Well, that's a big jump. I mm-hmm. don't know, but it was probably more expensive <laughs> when it came out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people. I mean, I feel like brick films have not stopped, and they're still just as popular, and a lot of people still. Do I didn't them know they were that old. I mean, because like they're big on YouTube still. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I know at least for me. Like around when when Lego Star Wars stuff started becoming popular is around when I probably started finding them and watching them. I think that's what was um, how it was with a lot of people, because you also had like the Lego Star Wars video game come out in two thousand five, and that was like my whole childhood right that, there. That, it's very good though that game. Uh huh. It is. It is. But yeah, so so Lego has had uh, multiple TV shows and specials, kind of including recently the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, but the the Lego Movie was the first theatrical film release. And um, another thing is the Lego video games. I feel like have also had a big part in establishing kind of the humor of the Lego brand. Because if you go back and play any of those games, there's there's a lot of humor in there, mm-hmm. and I genuinely think that a lot of it is pretty funny. 
Yeah, um, it, it is. I remember just like grinding, trying to get those like ghost characters, like Ghost Yoda. Uh-huh. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But I think recently they just added voices to the Lego mm-hmm. characters in the game. Yeah, they have. And I, I don't, uh-huh. I mean, I'm not going to play them, but I don't know. I, I don't feel good about <laughs> it, you know? Yeah, the voices are kind of weird. I mean, I'll be honest. They're, they're releasing a new Lego Star Wars, like the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may or may not pick that up just for <laughs> the, the nostalgia purposes. But yeah, so now that we've kind of established a little bit about Lego as a brand, um, we can talk a little bit about the directors of this movie, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Um, we have mentioned them before in our Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse episode, but as they were not the directors of that, just the producers, we didn't really dig too much into them. Um, so Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are an American filmmaking, directing, writing, and producing duo, and they're mostly known for their work in animation. They met each other at Dartmouth, where the school paper published a profile on Miller, and the article caught the attention of the CEO of Disney at the time, Will Eisner, who wanted to set up a meeting with him, and he agreed as long as he could bring uh, Phil Lord with him, and after three months, they ended up moving to L.A. and were offered a two-year development deal with Walt Disney Television Animation. Um, So that's kind of what really kick-started their careers, and they are known for their work Uh, directing and or writing cloudy with a chance of meatballs 21 and 22 jump street the lego movie spider-man into the spider-verse and its uh, upcoming sequel and uh, they were originally the directors of solo a star wars story until ron howard took over i think there's just some disagreements there between the producers and with them and they eventually just left the project or were fired i don't remember which Uh, (laughs) and um they also have a little bit of work in TV. They actually directed the pilot episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, oh, nice. uh, which is one of my, my favorite shows. So that was interesting to learn. They've done pretty good. I know they have. Um, and I know that they've been involved in like you know producing and stuff, some of the other Lego movies that have come out since then. But I think this, this first one is the only one that they've directed. Uh, so yes, uh, the characters of this movie, um, I think the characters, well, I think every movie should have great characters and that should mostly be the star of your film is the characters <laughs> you're following. But, uh, I think this one has some really fun ones. Um, you have Emmett. I like Emmett a lot. Voiced by Chris Pratt, kind of like your, your every man, um, wild style, Elizabeth Banks and Vitruvius, which is, um, morgan freeman which is great uh, i love if you notice they actually gave vitruvius um crocs <laughs> his lego minifigures wearing crocs uh, i don't even think is... i noticed that <laughs> it's probably so subtle but i just like looked at a picture of him and i was like hold on a second he's got crocs um... on are they in sports mode but... or are they just like i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but um yeah so i don't know what do you think of the characters in this movie I mean, yeah, I think they're all, like, have their own little personalities, and it's, I mean, they're all kind of, like, just basic character arcs and, like, mm-hmm. personality-wise, but it works well with uh, the Lego movie, uh, especially Emmett being kind of, like, mm-hmm. thinking he's special, but just a regular blue-collar worker, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad, though, when he, like, knows everything about all of his co-workers, and they're just like, Emmett, who, uh, who's who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, it happens, you know? And Will Arnett, perfect for uh, for Batman. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I enjoy him a lot. 
and I think that Will Ferrell was perfect for mm-hmm. for President Business as well. Um, he is fantastic in this movie. But um, I loved uh, Jonah Hill as Green Lant. Uh, oh, me too. Yeah, Him yeah. and uh, and Superman, <laughs> where he's like, "Hey, Superman, what's up?" He's like, "Oh God." <laughs> I just really love that. Oh. I'm just looking at the uh-huh. cast, and I just like didn't notice like a lot of people. Um, I know, because I feel, I feel like a lot of people only had, like, minor roles, too, like Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. They yeah. probably only had, like, four or five lines each. I but... didn't even realize that Channing Tatum was Superman. I don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Nick Hofferman, Metal Beard. I did notice Shaq, mm-hmm. of course. Um, of which, course. Which was great. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, one thing that, like... I mean, obviously, it's important to have like a great voice cast, as as it's just oh, as important to have a great cast in any movie. But like, what? Uh, I loved uh, one of my favorite characters was uh, Benny, voiced by Charlie <laughs> Day. Just uh, the, uh-huh. he loves the uh, <laughs> uh what spaceship? Is, yeah, the spaceship <laughs> just building it. Oh, that was funny. Uh, he's great. Um, but yeah, one thing that like really becomes clear is like how important a fantastic voice cast is because when i was watching some of the behind the scenes i mean they were showing um because before they have the main cast come in and record their lines i mean they're already like pre-visualizing a lot of these scenes and all that stuff so just kind of like the animators working on the movie will record their own voices as like references to use for these pre-production and just going and listening back to that is just like crazy it's just like this night and day difference of like like quality in the character just from like who's voicing it so that was kind of crazy to see yeah voice acting is very underrated i feel like i agree with you mostly because like i know that i also do it like I don't usually think of voice acting as that. Like I'm like, oh, it's that okay. It's probably not that difficult. Yeah, just like, read whatever, it's just voice acting. <laughs> yeah, but really, it it really is so much more than that, though. And I think, I think this movie especially kind of gives me a little bit more of an appreciation for that. Yeah, especially when you see like the behind the scenes of like these um, voice actors doing the work and how like they're getting into it and they're kind of like doing motions and. Uh, mm-hmm. stuff with their hands and really just like putting their voice out there it's uh it's definitely like it's definitely hard i feel like yeah yeah because if like you're bad it's gonna be so noticeable mm-hmm. yeah because a lot of like they really do kind of get like you said um like really into it when they're recording with a lot of like motions and facial expressions and stuff and like i saw some clips where like one of the directors would be off to the side like pretending to like throw things at chris pratt to like mimic that his like character is being like hit with stuff in the scene (laughs) just kind of like give him like cues of like you know to like raise his voice and stuff like he's being like pelted with bricks or something like that just like little touches like that to make it feel more real um which i really appreciate because that's something that i've noticed in like dubbed movies is sometimes they totally just throw out like the emotion of what's actually happening in the scene i can't stand it (laughs) it's just yeah it just does not work (laughs) um and one of the one of my favorite things about this movie is the kind of the big reveal towards the end where they bring in this whole live action aspect um 
which really just adds a whole new layer to the film. And I think it still would have been a good movie without it. Mm -hmm. And I think you still could have gotten a lot of those ideas across kind of like understanding what they were going for with like Lord business and Emmett and stuff like that. But I think just having that live action part really just brought it all together in such an awesome way. And that was just so like unexpected and caught off guard. And I just remember thinking that was so cool when they did that. Yeah. I love how they like introduced it at the end and we don't spend too much time on it. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. if you added it earlier, um, it would kind of become the main focal point, which kind of just ruins the whole story a little bit. Um, yeah, and, but for sure. adding it briefly and like kind of showing this, father and his kids and like imagination of like what truly lego's about it really it really helps the story like a hundred percent yeah and that's funny that you mentioned that because i have you seen the second one like the lego movie too okay because i feel like that's i think that that was honestly pretty mediocre i was pretty disappointed and i think that that's half the reason is because like you said, with that reveal gone in the second movie, they really leaned into it and they were like intercutting the live action stuff with the animated stuff for like the whole movie. And it was, you know, it was kind of about like the kid from the first movie, like playing with his like sister or whatever. But yeah, just kind of like knowing that the whole time really took away some of that magic and yeah it just didn't it just wasn't as successful yeah i could definitely see that and that would absolutely kill it for me mm-hmm. um have you seen any of the other no lego i've movies, only seen actually? this one yeah you haven't even seen the lego batman movie? no i haven't i haven't okay you have you have to watch that one that one is is pretty great um i mean yeah the lego batman movie i love um i almost pick that one instead of this one really we've already done some batman stuff before so i wanted to do this one but um also there's the the lego ninjago movie which that one was just kind of okay and honestly i I still didn't think it was terrible but it just wasn't it was just kind of like a typical standard kids movie yeah (laughs) like it was fine but it didn't really do anything special but yeah so I guess a bit about the production of this movie. Um, one of my biggest questions after watching it is kind of like what they did to like model everything in the movie. Because that's one of the coolest things about this movie is that literally everything you see on the screen is made out of Lego bricks. Yeah. Or the occasional like real world item like a you know band-aid or crazy glue <laughs> tube or something like that. But like... Even the water is all just Lego bricks and just seeing some of the cool ways that they use different pieces to like get different effects, I think is so awesome. And um, so it made me wonder like what they used to like model everything and what they used is the Lego digital designer, which um, is actually something that's available for like anyone to use. Like I used to use it as a kid where it's just this like computer software that just has like all the Lego pieces on it and you can just like digitally build all these Lego creations. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, you used to actually be able to like order the stuff that you made um, offline, but uh, they, they ceased doing that in 2012. Um, But you can still use the program. You just can't order stuff off of it anymore. But um, yeah, so they use that to design everything in the movie. And then uh, later on, they adjusted the bricks to add like fingerprints, dust, seams, dents, scratches. That's another one of the cool things in this is that the characters all feel 
like used mm-hmm. like they're not all in like super pristine condition like because even some of the stuff like a fingerprint where it's such a subtle thing that you don't necessarily even consciously notice but the fact that it's there makes it feel like this is like a toy that's being played with and i think that's really cool and um yeah but lord and miller wanted the audience to kind of be confused if they were watching stop motion or cg animation i was which they did a really good job on because there were some points um, where i was like is this just stop motion and they use cg for the rest but like they did stop motion for this part but it was all um is 99 cg animation um I assume the other 1% is just like the live action stuff and everything, but they did their best to follow the rules of stop motion. Like they wouldn't let themselves like bend the characters and stuff in ways that you can't do like with actual Lego pieces. Um, The only time I think they gave a little bit of um, leeway to that is there some slight things like extending joints or things like that just in order to allow the characters to like shrug or kind of give a tilt of the head but um they didn't do the kind of stuff that like like in the lego video games for example if you look back at those or like older lego movies even um like newer ones like the lego star wars holiday special is that they have all still a lot of that like whimsical humor in the style but it doesn't really feel like lego like not everything's made out of lego bricks that's kind of lego characters and just kind of like cg environments that aren't made of legos but also the characters like the minifigures themselves move kind of more like a flexible rubber than they do like these like stiff motions that actual lego minifigures have um i don't know if you've noticed that or not uh, I haven't really noticed it, no, but I just, I always, they look like Legos, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think they did a good job. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. So I, I just like appreciate that they decided to go with that more like stiff look just to make it feel more yeah, like stop I mean, motion. I, yeah, I definitely thought I was confused of what was CG and stop motion and everything looked like these are Lego pieces and just a big production of some dude just moving them like... For 12 hours a day <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> but um i also think that when you give yourself limitations like that it really kind of encourages you to find like clever ways yeah. to accomplish things um so yeah i don't know i just feel like great so many great ideas have come from being like well we're kind of out of options here i don't know what the hell else we're supposed to do and then that kind of forces you to think creatively um, and I think they definitely did that a lot in this movie. Um, even something like Jaws, where like the shark wasn't working half the time, yep. so they had to like figure out how to accomplish it without the shark, and that just kind of ended up adding to the suspense of the movie and just, just things like that. So I think it's really cool to kind of give yourself limitations in order to to figure out things and push yourself. Um, so yeah so that's kind of a bit about the production of the lego movie we'll kind of move into some letterboxd reviews until fun fact hour of course Uh, (laughs) we're back this review yeah (laughs) this review is from evan and it's just uh can i just like not grow up and that is kind of how i felt after watching this movie (laughs) for the first time it made me just want to go home and just like play with legos all day um it made me want to really go outside kinda... and just not look at all these yeah. flashing lights and like screaming and like hearing everything is awesome. Like it was, I will say like this kind of, it's definitely not like 
an advertisement, but a lot of times it just feels like the dirty side of capitalism, you know, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just no, I, I totally, no, well, no, I mean, I, I get that. Cause yeah, I don't think that this movie is as like bad as something like the emoji movie or the Playmobil movie, <laughs> but like, you know, um, <laughs> but for sure at the end of the day, yeah, they want to sell more Lego toys and that's why they made this movie. But I think that they also, went into it with a certain level of like respect for their audience, um, which some of these other movies don't do. So I appreciate that. And this next review is from Alor who says some dudes be like taxi driver, this taxi driver, that or Wolf of wall street is the best <laughs> film ever. It taught me so much, etc. And let me tell you, they don't know what they're talking about. The Lego movie. This is the kind of film that turns boys into men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely better than citizen Kane. Oh, for sure, yeah. Citizen Kane's so boring. Uh, <laughs> and this last one is uh, from San, who says, For a film behind a concept that is just as vulnerable as the Emoji movie, I'm impressed by how much care and passion was put into this. It's not simply good because it exceeded my expectations. It's good because it was made with integral self-awareness and creativity towards the products they had to work with. The writing is also tons of fun, minus the earworm theme song. It's an enjoyable adventure with a perfectly fitting message behind it. Um, I think that review kind of summarizes all of my feelings about the movie. I don't know what they're talking about with the earworm theme song. I think the theme song is great. <laughs> totally doesn't get stuck in your head at all. Yeah, um, it's like it's like Baby Shark. Uh, it is. I'm not gonna do it to our <laughs> listeners and like have you at work singing that. But yeah, the, everything is awesome. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's in my I, head. I don't. I don't hate the song. Get out. Um, <laughs> get out of my head. I was singing it before we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> i i like the theme song but i do agree that they could have used it less um you know sometimes less is more it's fine to have the song but then they like remix it like six times oh throughout God. the rest of the movie <laughs> all right and now for fun fact hour bing, bing, bing. is our first fun fact <laughs> With the exception of unique pieces for the characters in the film, for example, President Business's hair and evil helmet, every Lego piece in the movie exists and can be used in sets. See, I was wondering that, and you answered it. That's pretty uh, That's pretty cool. There's a lot of Lego pieces, mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in order to add more realism to the movie, the Lego bricks have scratches, fading, and even fingerprints to make the movie look like somebody was manipulating real bricks in a stop-motion fashion. And the bricks are also affected by their locations, with bricks in the Old West realm being more dusty and even faded from the sunlight. That That's a pretty cool touch. Yeah. And uh, during the ending, when Emmett is explaining to President Business about the sets that the people have built the lego videos playing on the televisions in the background are real lego stop motion films made by lego fans and they were not made by any of the filmmakers hmm. so that's kind of so that's kind of cool yeah they held some sort of like contest or something where they gave people like this general um concept of somebody turning an ordinary object into something like more extraordinary <laughs> and um so then they put the winners into the movie which was cool that is cool yeah and another thing is that the word lego is never once uttered in the movie (laughs) oh is it really not i 
I yeah. guess not at the end because it was like he said inner blocking system. I guess that's all he said. Uh, yeah. From, from ages. Uh-huh. It's a sophisticated interlocking yeah. brick system. It was like eight to fourteen, so I guess they never said it was Lego pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah. whole title is the Lego Movie, though, so I guess it's like <laughs> that is true. Like I'm not it giving it was you never props. uttered. It didn't say it wasn't on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing is like we kind of talked about everything. The movie is designed to look as though it was built out of Lego pieces. And this even includes effects like water, fire, laser bolts, explosions, uh, and smoke. I love the For example, smoke. the la- <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's so cool. And um, like some like some examples, like the lasers are actually like transparent Lego rods, most commonly known as lightsaber blades. <laughs> and uh, like smaller puffs of smoke are like Lego ice cream pieces. And uh, this really is in contrast with a lot of the direct-to-video Lego movies and cartoons in which a lot of the scenery and most of the effects are made to look like quote-unquote realistic. And uh, this is actually the first animated film for Morgan Freeman, which I did not realize. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, that is very surprising, actually, because his voice is so, like, distinct. And <laughs> Exactly. For somebody who's so famous for their voice, yeah. it's crazy that this Cause is the I, first I know he's, movie. like, narrated, like, documentaries about, like, space or something like that. And that's just, mm-hmm. that's strange. That's crazy. Yeah. And our last fun fact here is that an early script had many of the characters' names different. R2-D2 and Indiana Jones were supposed to were going to be main characters. Um, Emmett was still living with his elderly mother, who turned out to be the most powerful woman in the universe. Um, it had bad cop actually swearing instead of saying darn all the time. What? Um, That's a horrible... Which I must say, I love bad cop in this movie. Yes. Good, cap, good cop and bad cop, especially when he just like kicks the chair everywhere. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um <laughs> And it also had Larry, the barista, having a larger role. And Benny um, had a co-pilot that was an inanimate mop called Moppy. <laughs> oh, I, they should have done Moppy. All the other things I were want bad, the Moppy cut. but Moppy, <laughs> the Moppy cut. Please give us the Moppy cut. I know. I think that's hilarious. I don't know why they would have ditched such a brilliant idea, um, but they did, unfortunately. This made me, that just pissed me off to no end. You just ruined my day. Because I didn't see Moppy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah. So, that is the Lego movie. Any final thoughts or questions, Logan? This was a great episode, but for some reason, I feel like I don't like the Lego movie as much <laughs> as I did coming into this. I don't know. I just kept thinking <laughs> about it, and I was like, ugh. I don't know. But it is... <laughs> That's okay. You know? That's okay. You know, you don't have to love it all. People change. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that was that was good. This is our first episode uh, back from like a month break. Uh, we're also doing this online instead of a studio, so we might mm-hmm. be a little off. I, we're a little rusty. I'm literally using a $5 yeah. microphone see from him. Five Below right the now. The mic, he's so. using his, his two fingers to hold this little mic up next to his mouth and he's like look i will looks say like he's doing for a karaoke. five dollar microphone this could sound a lot worse <laughs> yeah so we're, we're gonna get back in the swing of things um the next movie i already decided what i want to do the exorcist oh, all right because i want something okay. totally different from this episode uh, yeah for sure but also it's kind of funny too 
but anyway <laughs> all right so yeah so make sure to come back for the exorcist and we will hopefully have another film review for you guys uh yeah so follow us on social media um instagram at we minored in film twitter and letterbox at minored in film um yeah so i'm jacob weiss i'm logan elrod and we minored in film <laughs>